0: So let's move on with the podcast. This is the NP Business Matters podcast, episode number 17, with Randy Mann on growing a successful practice. Hi, and welcome to the NP Business Matters podcast. I'm your host, Barbara C. Phillips, nurse practitioner and founder of Nurse Practitioner Business Center and the Clinician Business Institute. We've been around since 2007, providing education, resources, and support about the business of being a nurse practitioner. You can learn more at our website at npbusiness.com and clinicianbusinessinstitute.com. Today, I'm interviewing Randy Mann. She is a women's healthcare nurse practitioner who specializes in hormone care in her practice in Wisconsin. Randy built her practice so that she could take the time she needed to educate and work with her patients, something all of us want to do. Randy has done this quite successfully. And there is something in this interview. Right here, right now, for every business owner to learn. So go ahead and grab a notebook, as I'm sure you'll want to take notes. Let's go ahead and dive in.
1: Barbara, I just want to say thank you so much for inviting me to do this podcast with you for the NPs in your NPBO group, and I'm so excited to be here and to be able to share some information. Hopefully it will be useful for you and for uh, the other NPs. You know, I think probably... The thing that I'm the most proud of is the outcomes that we get for our patients. You know, our women feel so much better in my practice. I have a hormone practice in De Pere, Wisconsin. You know, we're a suburb of Green Bay. We're not a real progressive area. We're not a really rich area of the country. And we opened our practice back in 2009. So we've been here 11 years. And I think because we've had such great results, we've had return patients and we've had financial success. And the financial success, you know, and I don't mean to sound like I'm bragging, um, but I think it's important for other MPs to know that there are MPs out there actually making money (laughs) because I hear a lot of MPs that are struggling so much. And so hopefully there are things I can share that will maybe be a little bit of inspiration for them. But we hit a million dollars in gross uh, um, revenue, annual revenue, uh, December, I think it was the 5th, in 2015. You know, so we opened in 09, we progressively made money every year and we hit a million dollars in 2015. And then we've surpassed that every year since. And so, you know, your financial success is really just an outcome of all the processes and procedures and outcomes that you get for your patients, of course. And so it just makes me feel really good that we've been able to help a lot of women. And I think there's a great, great need for other NPs to do the kind of things that we do. There are a lot of women that are suffering out there and we have some very successful um, protocols and things we do to help women. So I guess, you know, the outcomes are the major, most important thing, but the money of course has got to be there. There's no mission without margin. And, you know, we figured out ways that really do make money and help women.
0: You know, you're, you're absolutely right there because you, um... We're all—all all of us that are working—we're providing a service, and we deserve to get paid, and we deserve to get paid well. So, in—in in your practice, I know that it's different from a lot of people's practices. Can you talk maybe a little bit? You mentioned all these different protocols. Um, so, can you talk a, a, just a little bit about what is it that you're doing? Because I'm sure that when people heard how well you're doing, they want to know what you're doing. (laughs) Sure. My practice is called Wise Human Wellness.
1: Um, And we really focus on a blend of conventional medicine, functional medicine, and integrative medicine. You know, I tell our patients, I kind of cherry pick the best of all of them and pull together what is the best customized wellness plan for each patient but you know we really specialize in the female hormone issues um, thyroid issues hypothyroidism and adrenal adrenal stress and then you know kind of wrap that in with lifestyle medicine and healthy diet sleep exercise stress management you know a whole complete wellness plan for our patients Um, I don't have to see a lot of patients per week, which I think is rather key, because if you do the kind of medicine that we do, it takes time. And I love spending time with my women, and they love that as well. You know, in conventional care, unfortunately, you're lucky if you get 20 or 30 minutes with a provider. You know, my first visits are two and a half hours. (laughs) <laughs> and it takes a lot to educate our women, but yet that's what helps them to get better because if they truly understand what's going on in their bodies and how their treatment plan applies to what their individual symptoms are and how it all works, they get better. And so I get to spend time with women. You know, I might see 25 patients in a week. An average day for me might be 8.15, my first patient, a follow-up, an hour, for two follow-up visits, then a new patient at 10, another new patient at one, two follow-ups in the afternoon. And I started 11 on Mondays, and I also take most Fridays off. They're not really off, I'm doing admin and all sorts of other things, program development and creating education materials and marketing and you know videos and all the stuff that we do here. But um, it's a really fun practice. My women are motivated to be here. We're a cash practice. However, we do provide an insurance-ready receipt because I want women to be able to take advantage of any insurance benefits that they might have. But, um, you know, it does work. It works. Yeah. Money, they get better.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so so you mentioned that, um, I, I know we talked about this uh, previously before we started recording, but you have a lot of ways of getting women involved in your practice before they actually become patients? Yeah, I'm kind of a stickler on this thing, Barb. <laughs> Let me tell you kind of our quickie business
1: model. Um, we offer a seminar. It used to be in person. Now it's virtual um, over Zoom. It's called "And Hormone Havoc. Stay uh, sane, slim, and sexy. <laughs> and I require any woman who wants to become a patient here to actually go through that. They have to come to the webinar they have to um sit through it if they do they also get $25 off their test kit so there's an advantage for them um but it helps me not have to say the same thing to every patient over and over and over again. It gets a woman educated enough to be able to make a decision like, wow, I like this person. I think I can connect with her. She seems to know what she's doing. Um, I like their approach. Um, we share everything. You know, we're very transparent about our pricing and how the process works and what they need to do. And um, I think it, it's a very kind of, I didn't at the beginning be so hardcore. I used to say, I recommend you come. I highly encourage you to come. Now I say, you have to come. <laughs> mm-hmm. And what I realized is if women are not able to even make time for themselves for a 90 minute virtual webinar, how are they ever going to make time to change some of the things in their lifestyle and in their world that are going to help them to heal and get better? Right. So it's almost a knockout factor at the very beginning for women who are motivated and really need help. And that's good because I need to spend my time and energy. It's limited on the patients that need us and really want to be here. Uh, Once in a while, I invite patients to not be our patient. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, they're just, it's not, they're not ready. It's not time. And it's not a good thing for them to be here until they are ready. But it does help me start that education process because, you know, we use some bioidentical hormones a lot. So I have to explain what are bioidentical hormones. You know, the FDA says it's a marketing term. <laughs> what do you want to call it? Human identical hormones? I don't care what we call it. You know, but they're hormones in the same molecular structure as the ones our body makes. You know, we use compounding pharmacies. That's who makes the hormones and sends them in the mail. This is what the container looks like. This is how you put it on. I mean, all those things I don't have to repeat. <laughs> and I right. can jump right in with my patient on her visit with her symptoms and her treatment plan. So we make people come to our seminar.
0: (laughs) Right, right. You know, know, one of the things, um, and we, you know, you've seen it, I've seen it a lot of times, people, um, you know, they start their practices, and then they are like, I don't have any patients. And, you know, one of the things that I've always said is you really have to identify who it is you're serving. And you've... You've done that. You've identified just who these women are. Did you go about and like make an avatar of these women of saying, you know, women between this age, this income bracket, um, these are the the issues that they're dealing with. I mean, did you just really paint a a picture of who that ideal woman, who would fit your practice?
1: Yeah, actually I did. In fact, you were very helpful to me in that. (laughs) <laughs> because back in 2008, um, when we opened this practice, it was October of 2009. So at the end of 2008, I was starting to get the itch to get out of my health system and to do my own thing. You know, we were kind of in that recession, depression time, all sorts of things were changing. I was in an integrative medicine program and our, you know, the leaders in our health system were starting to say, you know, why do you guys spend so much time with your patients? You need to see more people. You're not making enough money in your program. Of course, you can't do integrative medicine in Brush people through. It just doesn't work. And so I started to see the writing on the wall, thinking, I think I really want my own practice. I didn't feel like we were doing the best for midlife women in the conventional health system. And so I, you know, spent a lot of time looking around and I found you. Your nurse practitioner business and group was so wonderful at the time. And I think I spent like nine months reworking my business plan, which was part of what you asked about what's the avatar, you know, who's your niche, who you're, you know, who you're going after. And I started to realize that women have hormone problems across the age span. (laughs) anywhere from the time you start menstruating until postmenopausal years. So the age range is broad and especially thyroid problems we're seeing so much more in terms of hypothyroidism today than ever before. It's crazy and we're only picking up a small amount in conventional care cuz we're only looking at TSH generally and we sometimes look at nine different thyroid tests including a specialized reflex test that's a wonderful adjunct to our thyroid care. So I realized okay there's lots of lots of women out there with problems the age span is broad and, you know, um, Money, yes, you have to be able to pay for our care here. But, um, you know, I don't think we're not like a hormone practice in some of the large cities that might, you know, cost $6,000 for the first year of care. You know, um, it's we're much less than that. Our first visits are $428. Um, it's actually less than a 99215 visit in our local community, um, which might last half an hour to 45 minutes in conventional care. Here, you get two and a half hours. My patients literally leave with a half an inch or I send it to them now because it's virtual. A half an inch thick worth of articles and information on supplements and all the things that I've talked to them about. That's personalized for them and an eight to ten page treatment plan. So that four hundred twenty eight dollars. There's quite a lot of value in there and personalized recommendations for their wellness care. And that's that's a piece why we do what we do. And so your quick question or your question was my long answer was yes, I do have an avatar, female.
0: hormone issues. <laughs> okay. okay. So, so when you are doing your marketing, because you're, you're bringing in these people, I mean, one of the first things you said is that it's not, um, I think you, I don't know, did you use the term progressive area, nor is it um, very wealthy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there. you're still bringing these women in And so you've identified them. How do you, cause you're not doing your in-person seminars right now because it's COVID still, and it will be for a while, Mm -hmm. but you're doing it online. How are you getting to these women? How are you finding um, patients? And and I'm not asking you for your specifics, but just um, marketing is, you know, for some NPs, it's very difficult. Mm -hmm. Uh, They, you know, I it's think more than a newspaper. To, yeah. To
1: when we started, um, I literally hit the streets, <laughs> you know, had brochures, had cards, went and visited hair salons and spas and um, sent a letter, you know, saying we're now in the community, we're here to help you with your women who are having hormone issues. You know, this is how you refer to us, sent that out to all the doctors in the community, chiropractors, counselors. um, You know, we contacted businesses and said, we'd love to do lunch and learns at your, you know, business. Um, We asked if we could be involved in trade shows. So that was kind of the, the old world of marketing, but that is how we started. And it was a lot of work, but it, it, It never failed. If I did a lunch and learn at a business, I would have five new patients in the next two weeks. You know, it's like women are really searching for help and for what we offer. And many of them haven't had their needs met in conventional care. And so they're frustrated and they really want help. The other things that we did in the beginning was our website. And I think it's really critical for women to have a very good website. NPs have to have professional photos on their website. It has to have the right colors, the right logo, the right branding, the right tone. We're on version three of our website now in 11 years. (laughs) I know it's it's costing us about $9,000. You know, it's gone up in price, but it's going to be beautiful. It's gonna have a shopping cart this time. We haven't had a shopping cart before. Um, But you have to make sure that Google My Business is set up right, that you're adding new photos to it, that you're putting videos on your website, you're doing blog articles that are getting posted. We've gotten into the social media realm, of course, the last few years, we have Facebook ads, we have retargeting of our audiences. So people that have visited our website, they get retargeted next time they're on Facebook. And you know how creepy that is. <laughs> you know, you look at a pair of shoes and the next day you keep seeing those shoes come back on the side banner. It's that's so a retargeting ad. Um, you know, we're on Instagram. I mean, you have to work this. It is not, at least I think you do. You don't just have people walking up to your door wanting to come in. Um, You have to let people know what your niche is, why you're special, what you do. And if you're doing a good thing and you're a good person, your heart is in the right place. I think all of it just falls into place. It just does. You got to work. This is not an easy thing to do.
0: (laughs) No, and thank you for saying that because, you know, there. There's this idea that well we're nurse practitioners we one can do anything two um, we just need to do patient care and it's so business is so much more than just mm-hmm. patient care mm-hmm. and I also the idea that you said you have to know your niche so a, a really good example of of that is is uh, at a a workshop that we did for, for people that were already in business, but they were having some issues. So, so, um, and again, pre, pre COVID, (laughs) pre COVID, Mm -hmm. you know, we had this thing in St, in St. Louis. And, um, one of my, you know, one of the things that I brought up because this whole idea of not having enough Mm patients tends to come up and it's like, well, well, who do you serve? Who's your ideal patient? Who do you want in your practice? And I have this one NP, family NP. She said, I see everybody. And I said, well, I realize you're an FMP, but who are the ideal patients for your practice? And she said, I see everybody. I do womb to tomb. And the thing is, is yes, we can do that but that's not always a fit for our practices and as you found you need to have women who are motivated mm-hmm. for instance being a, a prime thing but you also you also are looking specifically at women with hormones issues mm-hmm. specifically do you Correct. see men you know, three times
1: we have tried to do a men's program here. I'm a women's healthcare nurse practitioner. I'm certified okay. by the North American Menopause Society. I'm really heavily into women. Um, I mean, I, th- I think within my scope of practice, legally, I can do some things with men around fertility and ST- you know, sexually transmitted infections, things like that. But, you know, that's not what we do here. You know, we did try a men's program three times. Each time we found that we got a small handful of men in, um, sometimes they would, do their hormone testing. Sometimes they wouldn't. Sometimes they would make their second appointment. Sometimes they wouldn't. Sometimes they try some of the supplements and diet changes and lifestyle changes. Sometimes they wouldn't. And I started to realize the amount of effort that we were putting out for these very few men that were benefiting from it, where I could have been spending all those marketing dollars, time and effort on more women that I felt like really needed the help and would Mm -hmm. welcome it. (laughs) After the third try, I think we helped 40 men couple years ago in the full year that we tried and I think I waste I don't want to say wasted we had six ads out of 12 in the magazine that we advertising for men's health and men's hormone care (laughs) and so I wasted basically six ads on 40 men I hate to say it that way I don't mean it that way it sounds right you know right yeah but
0: from a business point of view I mean Mm -hmm. it's it's really important to look at where your people are coming from Okay. Are they the people that you want to serve? And you know we cannot underestimate um, customer or patient acquisition cost.. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. And if you would like, I would be happy to just share a little bit about that whole thing for us. I thought it might be valuable um, for NPs that are just kind of wondering how much does it cost to do marketing? You know, I looked up last night just to see the average recommendation. I think the small business association suggested about seven to 8% of your revenue yearly, if you are a 5 million or less in gross revenue. And, you know, for us, what some of the things that we do for marketing is I write an article in a local magazine. It's more of a holistic kind of natural magazine. And I've been doing that every month ever since we opened. So there's an online presence. You can go out to the magazine. You can read all my, you know, 11 years worth of articles. And we advertise in there and we happen to have a choice position in the magazine. The first page, you open the cover. And the first thing you see is our our ad that advertises our end hormone habit class because every single thing we do here drives to our end hormone habit class and that is then what converts patients women to become patients okay so everything goes to that somebody asked me on the street what do i do i tell them what i do in my elevator speech and they say oh that's really cool my sister needs you and i'll say you know what she needs to come to our end hormone habit class so that's my answer to everything almost it's like i indoctrinate my new staff anybody calls they want to know something come to end hormone habit class so anyway it's a big deal so right. you know the end hormone habit class is how we get women in so that ad for us for example and the article that i get the option to right, is $875 a month, which I think is very good marketing dollars spent because there's an online presence, it's searchable, and that magazine sits outside of grocery stores and gas stations and restaurants, sometimes, you know, for a month. I mean, there's long-termness to it and people can take it home and they still have it. So I think there's something nice about something hard copy. We did a focus group several years ago and that was one of the things women said is they want a postcard or something hard copy to put out on the desk or on the refrigerator so they remember it. Because we're busy and we forget stuff. So if you have something hard copy, what was that place? What was her name? That wise woman who? Randy what? Oh, yeah, there it is. She was in that magazine. So anyway, that's that's one cost for us. Um, we do TV ads now, and we've done those now for probably, oh, seven years or so. Um, our TV budget has gone between 2000 and 3000 a month. Okay. Um, we learned that our 15-second ads are better than our thirty-minute or 30-second ads. It seems to draw more. And of course, our TV channel is able to look at when the ads are aired. And then they can say you had X number of hits to your website because they have Google Analytics and they can look at that within X number of seconds after the TV ad. So we've played around with the timing. You know, I do my insomnia ads, of course, at night and that kind of stuff. So that's been fun. And you can get a lot of information through Google Analytics if you have people understand and can look at that. And that's been helpful. So that's $2,000 a month for us right now. One year we were on the um, one of the channels that had a weather channel and we were on every like, I think, 22 minutes around the clock. And I had so many women that year say, I know you because I've seen you on the weather channel (laughs) laughing. Yeah. Um, So that's our, you know, another baby. So we've got our good website. We've got um, our TV ads. We've got our magazines, you know, and then we get referrals from patients. A lot, you know, and I love it when I get referrals from women. You know, always know you've done a good job if they're sending their friend and their mom and their sister to see you. (laughs) And we reward that. We have a referral program and we reward patients. So if if a woman refers a woman, she gets $10 off her next hormone testing. Um, So she makes a little bit off. And if she sends five women, she gets $50 off. So, you know, it's an ongoing reward. She can earn as much as she wants. Um, So there's a little cost to that. Um, Let's see, what else are we doing that has a cost to it? Um, We do Facebook ads. My budget is $600. And usually we spend that in about a month. Um, Our retargeting ads cost us about $100 a week. And um, I get a report uh, every couple days that four people, you know, were clicked through or six people clicked through, things like that. Um, Let's see. I have a a woman who helps me with my marketing. So there's a cost to her. Um, And then I have um, someone that is sort of my social media manager. And there's a cost to his as well um, for their own privacy. I'm not saying a whole lot about what their costs are, though. Um, And we have spent quite a bit. And I don't think this is really necessary for a new MP starting out at all. But we have spent quite a bit on things like camera equipment and lighting and microphones and some of that so that in fact we just finally brought a teleprompter because i'm so tired of screwing up trying to do some of these videos i said all right i give it let's just get the teleprompter let's see if i can do better with that
0: <laughs> but don't be surprised you still may have some errors <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i think it's, you know that's just human nature and if you can laugh about it it certainly helps there i was so tired a couple of fridays ago we were um trying to, because our new website that we're working on, I'm trying to do a new welcome video. I could not to put two sentences together. It was horrible. <laughs> I finally said to my husband and the man, the video guy, I said, you guys, I'm so sorry. I said, we just have to stop. I said, it's been a long couple of weeks. My brain is truly fried. I, I can't do this. And we stopped. And then my husband said, okay, we're going to buy you the teleprompter. But anyway, I don't think that's necessary at the beginning. I think you can do a lot with just your iPhone. With videos absolutely and, mm-hmm. and I think absolutely I would tell women don't buy, don't spend much on that kind of equipment until you have the money to can afford it. but I think one of the things that I learned about two or three years into my practice is that you have to charge what you're worth because so many nurse practitioners are afraid to charge. they're afraid to charge because they think nobody will come. <laughs> There's a value exchange in what happens with what you charge. And if you charge too low, the value is perceived as too low and then the outcomes don't happen. And so you have to charge what you're worth and you have to charge enough to make it in business or you won't be here to help anyone. And I know you say that a lot in different ways on your all of your different seminars. And I just like it's so important. And I remember thinking to myself, because we do make money on supplements. You know, my patients know they're, you know, that we make money on them. They understand it helps me keep the rest of my costs down. You know, and I they would much rather get them here with my help and advice and know they're great pharmacy professional grade supplements than going to the health food store, Walmart or Walgreens. Anyway, um. I began to realize I need to charge enough to cover our costs. And that meant, you know, on some things, 50% more. And my visits had to be enough money to make money. My testing had to be. And I think once I, I got that inside at the soul level, at the cell level that we are worth this. It's like, it, it exploded in a good way. It got better, not worse.
0: Right. And so I think we're and also, you know, the other part of that, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but the other part of that is first of all, you get people who have an expectation of getting results if they're paying more money, which is a good thing because if somebody has an expectation, they're willing to do the work. They're also going to be more motivated. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, I think it also, for us, it brings out the best in us as well for the kind of care we're going to do. And, and you know, being able to put that other stuff in the back so that we are truly present with the person in front of us. Mm -hmm. You know, I certainly see that in my medical hypnosis practice. You know, ever since I've been in there, I have upped the prices to a point where sometimes I'm still a little uncomfortable. And I think that that's the sweet spot. So and they're going up again in January.
1: (laughs) If you are not if you're too uncomfortable with it, the patient will be uncomfortable with it. Energetically, you're not going to be putting out the right energy about
0: it. But being able to stretch, I think, is important Mm -hmm. because that's growth for you as well.
1: Oh, it's very scary. Every time, every like we haven't raised prices now for two years, but every time we do, I have like a panic attack. (laughs) It's like, oh, and I, of course, the, the soft hearted part of me doesn't want to become too expensive that we can't help people. But then I my business hat comes back on and realizes, you know, if you don't charge what you're worth and if you're not making enough money to put it back in the business to keep it going, then we're not going to be helping people. And so you've got to be able to make enough to be able to do that. And you yourself have to be able to make enough that you have the living you want out of it. Otherwise, you're going to burn out or not be able to do what you want on your personal life. And there's got to be balance in all of this, you know, emotional, physical, financial, everything.
0: So you mentioned, um, you know, part of your income comes from supplements. What are some of the other multiple sources? Oh, I'm glad you asked me
1: that. I think it is um, really a safeguard. It's very important for NPs to have as many Multiple buckets of income sources as possible. Because in case you get sick, in case you have to take time off, you know, in case COVID hits and you have to become virtual, you know, all sorts of things. And um, so we have revenue from our seminars, although most of that gets given back to the patient when they become patients. Um, and it's interesting, if you look at the statistics, we used to have, I don't know, maybe 10, 15, a large class might be 20, but that might only be a couple times a year in person. Now I have. 15 and 20 class, people at our classes a lot. And about 50% is a low number of people who purchase test kits. Sometimes it'll be 100%. It'll be everybody that came to that seminar will buy a test kit and then become a patient. So we have revenue from seminars, but not a ton. We have revenue from our hormone testing kit that we um, have. And we test estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, four different cortisols, and DHEAS um, to start with. And so that's looking at the female hormone and adrenal Issues And then we work on thyroid at our first visit. And so there's money from the testing, that actual test kit, the baseline test kit. There's obviously money from the visits, the in-person, excuse me, the new patient and the follow-up visits. We have supplements. And we, um, several years ago now, probably about four or five years ago, decided we wanted to have our own supplement line. And any NP can do this. She doesn't have to formulate it. You know, that's what I always thought. I thought I'm not smart enough to be able to put together a multivitamin. How many milligrams of this and that, blah, blah, blah. That isn't what happens. There's many different professional or pharmacy grade supplement companies out there that will work with you and they will help you. And you can use their exact best multivitamin and then you just rename it.
0: (laughs) Right. It's called white label rights for people that are Mm -hmm. wondering, what is this?
1: Yeah. And so there's there's some things you have to follow you have to sign contracts with them and sometimes they have minimums that you need um sometimes a minimum order like maybe 360 bottles is your opening order things like that but um we did that because i started seeing a lot of patients just going out to amazon and to you know ebay and buying supplements that I was worried about. I didn't know what was in the bottle, if that label was correct. I didn't know how it had been stored. I didn't know how old it was. You know, there was a lot of worries for me. Um, And I felt like if we had our own line, that women trusted what we did and what we chose. And it's been a nice thing for us. Um, you know, there's always the woman that wants to go out and get the deal and you know, wants to you know, get two dollars less and things like that. And I'll laugh and I'll say, you know, I understand that. But you've got to understand that what you're buying off of Amazon, I'm not allowed to sell it on Amazon. I signed agreements that I will not do that. So anyone that's selling something of pharmacy grade of these certain lines, it's actually illegal and they have teams that are going out and trying to hunt down those people and get them to stop selling it so you're actually buying something from somebody doing it illegal does that make you feel good you know a lot of times i'll explain the whole thing so any which way we have um lines like right now we have either 11 or 12 Pharmacy grade lines that we carry in house. I don't carry everything in every line, of course. I just have a, you know, the set things that I like a lot for my patients. Um, so we have income from our supplements, and then we have some really nice products that I think are important. We um, carry a, a headset called the BrainTap headset, and you can sign up for um, the app, and you. It's a really cool way to take your nervous system from sympathetic overdrive into parasympathetic state. You can even fall asleep with this on your head and it works. So there's so many women that are so stressed and brain tapping is a really cool way, very 15, 20 minute a day way to work with your stress and you become more productive and you sleep better. Sleep better. That would be good, Barb. Um, All sorts of great things happen when you work on your stress. And so we sell the headset. We sell a device called the VFit fit Plus device, which is a wonderful device for anything not right in the pelvic region, vaginal dryness or tightness or dyspareunia, anything with incontinence, stress-mixed urge, um, increases pleasure with orgasm, plumps up the outer labia, um, very cool device, works really nicely. So we sell that as well. So we have some products I also encourage um, any of my patients with any autoimmune issues, especially hypothyroidism, to become one hundred percent gluten free and we have a line of gluten free products there's everything from flowers to pancake and waffle mix to cookies and brownies, and all sorts of good stuff. It's a cassava flour base which is the closest to gluten and taste and texture and really nice products so you know we have I wouldn't say we have a ton of income from that end of our you know income, but
0: yes, we have things like that. Um. What else? So you have five. Am I correct? Five different major sources. Yeah. The mm-hmm. testing and supplement seminars, visits, and products. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. And so um, on our website right now, we just put out two things that I wanted to make available to every woman that's interested. One is a detox program, um, and you can order it. You don't even have to be a patient. And I think detoxing is so critical today. There are so many toxins around us. They're playing such a negative impact on our bodies. And it's a really nice food-based detox made from Designs for Health. They're a great pharmacy professional-grade supplement company. They're really good with gut and things like that. And so it's a wonderful detox program. And women can purchase and do it without even becoming a patient. And it's it's kind of a low cost item for a woman for example that comes to our anti-hormone havoc and maybe she decides I really can't afford to do become a patient right now or buy the test kit but this is something I can do to help myself and do something better for my health and so it's nice to have some different price points for patients another entry at a different level Um, we also just put our immune support kit out there. Designs for Health has come out with a very nice one. It's mushrooms and herbs and C and zinc and D and um, NAC. and So it's really nice and of course with COVID and everything going on right now, you have to be so careful what you say. To even say that something might help COVID. I mean, I think I looked at the FDA list the other day. I think there were 200 letters that have gone out to people in the last several months because practitioners in the functional space have been trying to say, these are things that will help your immune system so you won't get sick. But the FDA is so strict about how you can say things so um you've got to follow the rules with with everything
0: we do and you know and that's actually a very good point because um you know there there's a lot of folks out there um that are getting into different areas and i'm you know some of its functional health but i'm also seeing this this um I guess this boom sort of if you will, a mild boom of like infusion therapies and and things like this that people are are doing I mean we have some that are just really interested in having infusion clinics mm-hmm. and for a lot of reasons, and we have to be very, very careful on what we're claiming mm-hmm. is working not only with the f d a but our own ethics. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, boards of nursing are looking at these kinds of things. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you have to be very careful what you say and how you say it and follow all the rules. <laughs> the rules are important. They're there to um, make sure people are safe.
0: Yeah, they, they really are. So if you have, um, you know, I know in the past when we've had these conversations, it's really caught people's attention and nurse practitioners really want to know more from you what are just some of the tips or hints that you might give them at this point
1: well boy I think like you asked me about what's your niche I think you really have to figure that out I think it's very important that whatever you choose you have a passion for that it's got to be something that really makes you happy inside of what you're doing because then you're going to do it so much better so make sure whatever you choose is something you love to do so I would you know say that at the very beginning um, I think you need to take care of yourself in the midst of building your practice (laughs) because you have got to stay well you you have to you know keep your energy up you have to have the right um you know the brain has to be working (laughs) And we all know when we get really stressed, sometimes the brain just doesn't seem to want to work. You forget details. You know, we're programmed that way. When we're running away from the lion, tiger and the bear, we're not paying attention to the pretty rocks and the blueberries at that bush that you're going to come back and pick later you're just trying to get away from the bear so when you're really stressed the little details and all that stuff just kind of go away so you've got to um, pay attention to your own self so that whatever you're creating is going to be a really good good program um, you want to have your energy up your vibrational frequency up so that what you're creating has a high vibrational frequency for those of um, people that understand that kind of language um, so taking care of yourself love what you do I would say those two things. And, you know, I've already said a few things like charge what you're worth. Make sure you're not afraid to charge. And um, a couple things that I think are really interesting to think about. Sometimes I think women, or maybe not even women, just nurse practitioners in general, men as well, have this weird thing called the imposter syndrome. And they actually even though they know what they do inside and out and they're really good at it, suddenly they get really freaked out and get anxious and scared and think they don't know enough and they're not good enough. And it's like, if you know what you're doing, you get results with your patients, you are good enough. You can do this. You know, you need help and support and a coach like you and your program, you know, that's all important. It all matters. But recognize there is this thing it's real (laughs) and I think as soon as you put a name to it you kind of realize it's real then you can start to play with it and see how it works out and how it's playing out in your own mind and what it's doing with what you're doing and the other thing I think is not helpful is to be a perfectionist it's messy when you're starting a business (laughs) everything Um, is messy at first and it gets better and you refine it and it gets better but don't be perfect my old CEO at my health system used to say just do something People would just like be in in like frozen in time, afraid to even make a decision. It's like, no, if you really have an, if you're really going to have an impact, which is what all of us need to be here for is to serve each other and really have an impact, you know, you need to (laughs) not be perfectionistic and not worry that you don't know enough.
0: Right. You know, that is so true because we, you know, we do know enough and sometimes maybe our steps have to be baby steps. Mm -hmm. And other times they can be big, giant steps, but, um, doing something and making, I mean, making decisions, you make a gazillion decisions every day, just in the care you already do with your patients and just double or triple that when you have a business Mm -hmm. and, you know, you just have to make decisions.
1: You know, there was something I actually worked with a business coach for a couple of years because your business is only going to be as successful as you are successful inside. Okay, so if you're not doing very well on a lot of your own issues, you got to get those cleared (laughs) because you're going to have a hard time being a good business person. And so uh, my business coach was wonderful for a lot of that internal growth. And I remember one of the things she said and she said, this is interesting. She said, treat your money like a lover. Pay attention to your money. You know, like you would a lover, look at it, watch it, check it in daily, know what's going on. You know, and at first I thought she was kind of crazy. And then I started to realize, you know, I actually do that. I look at my QuickBooks almost every night before I go home. I see what kind of day did we have? Were there any problems? Is anything kind of out of line or any weirdness? You know, sometimes I'm excited because it's a good number. Sometimes I'm like, oh, this was. a good Good, good day. What happened this day? You know, I look at the end of the month. I compare myself month to month, last year and this year. You know, I'm keeping track of kind of what's happening because if something's starting to go wrong, I'm going to find it pretty quickly versus, you know, two months later or three months later. Um, and also, watch your cash flow. That is so key. Cash is king. And if you don't watch your watch your cash flow in your business, even if you're doing fine, all of a sudden you might be caught, oh my God, payroll is now. We've got these taxes and this is due. And we've got our health insurance premiums. It's like, ah. And so you really have to pay attention to that as well.
0: <laughs> you have to. That is that's really the number one reason businesses fail mm-hmm. is cash flow. It's the cash flow <laughs> issues. And you know, I, I'd just like to add on top of that, when you were saying, you know, get your own stuff together. Um, You know, the finances is really big. I sometimes get people contacting me, they they really want to start a business. And, and yet, their own financial house isn't in order. And there's a saying that, you know, we're always going to do what we do. And so you have to get get yourself in order. Um, I'm always disappointed when somebody wants to get involved in one of the programs, and yet then they have their payments bouncing or something uh-huh. like this. And it's maybe you're not ready to start a business. You've got to get this together first uh-huh. before um, you get your own house in order. Understand your own finances. Know what's going on before you take on all of this other, because when, when you're a business owner, you have responsibilities that go beyond your own house,
1: you know, they're to your patients,
0: to your community, to your employees. And, um, you, you know, it's like your responsibilities grow. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not ready, take the time to get ready before you venture out.
1: I totally agree with you, Barb. I think if you're not really used to thinking about your patients as your patients, they've always been, if you're in a health system, you know, there's always been people to, you know, take over and cover and be on call. And, you know, it's like... Yes, they're your patients, but yet there's lots of other people that can help them. You know, once they leave that and they become more patient, like in my practice, I mean, we don't do primary care in my practice. I still want them to keep their primary care relationship. I mean, we're not on call on evenings and weekends. You know, I can't admit someone to the hospital. Um, they need their regular doctor for acute illness and chronic illness care. We're just their hosp- their hormone specialist. But um, you know, it's really um, it's really important that it's like they they're they're taking care of that. I mean, I have women that have followed me, you know, the whole time from my old practice into my new practice. And I, I would feel horrible letting my patients down. They are my patients. They're my babies. That's my, I, that's why I do what I do. You know, it's like, that's huge. And if you, if you orphan them, if you don't do what's right by them, that's, you know, that's like not being a good NP. You know, that, right. that's the basis of why we are doing what we're doing is to help people. And if you don't do it right, you know, you need to make your business be successful so you can do what you need to do for your patients.
0: Right, right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and of course, the more of us that are successful, then the more people are successful, both our patients, right. our staff and ourselves and ourselves. So, so let's, be, before we leave, one of the things I'd like to talk to you about um, is the Institute. Oh, sure. So Wise Women Institute. you want to talk about that? Yeah. Back in 2015, when we hit our million
1: dollar mark, um, it's interesting. I, I have always known somehow that something was pushing me to do some of this stuff. You know, the universe has been aligned many times and helped me many, many times. I've asked for help and it has appeared. And so um, I just knew we had to do Um, help other nurse practitioners do what we do, because I see a lot of really poor hormone care being given. I mean, I have patients that fly in when we had real visits from all sorts of areas, Portland and LA and Baltimore and New York. I mean, we have people that come here from all over. Um, And I've seen a lot of bad hormone care and a lot of damage. And so I knew what we do was really helpful. And so I decided, all right, I'm gonna see if I can figure out a way to teach other nurse practitioners to do what we do. And not just, I don't feel like I'm the end-all, be-all hormone expert. I'm not. Um, I've gone through many of the IFM courses, some of the A4M courses. But, you know, that's not my forte. My forte is taking that information and making it into a business and helping women. And I thought, you can go to a weekend conference and learn how to do hormones, but it's a whole different thing opening a practice. And how do you do it? And so I thought, you know what, I think we're expert in is actually doing this well, helping our patients get great outcomes and making money at it. And I thought, okay, so we can... Help and teach that. And so I looked around and said, who's out there that can help me do this? So the lab that we use, the owner of the lab is one of our faculty members of our institute. Um, There's a wonderful bioidentical hormone book out there, a pharmacist that wrote it uh, two years ago. Um, He's one of our faculty of our institute. We work with a really wonderful thyroid expert. He um, is a very interesting man, multimillionaire, um, spent $2 million to get his uh, machine that tests the thyroid reflex. Um, FDA registered and patented. He's on our institute staff. Um, One of my very dearest friends teaches functional nutrition. She has her doctorate in it, one of the first eight in the country. She's on our staff. I mean, we've got some wonderful people that all know that hormone care is critical for health. And that we don't have a lot of people doing it, at least not well enough yet. And so we put together an institute. It's called The Wise Woman Institute. The website is (laughs) thewisewomaninstitute.com. You have to get the blah in there. And we got our name patent, or excuse me, trademarked. And then we put together a program. So I have an 80-hour online program um, that basically talks a lot about what I've told you today. You know, what? how we actually do what we do. Um, We've been with some protocols and all the things about the hormones. And then we offer women a one-week time hands-on time with us in our clinic. So if a nurse practitioner, excuse me, I keep saying women, there are men out there as well, but I don't know how many men would want to do a women's hormone practice. <laughs> anyway, the nurse practitioner can come and spend a week with us and watch me do what I do. My husband is my partner in our practice. He does all the business marketing, HR, accounting, clean the bathroom stalls kind of stuff. He does it all besides the clinical pieces that I'm not doing. And the nurse practitioner can spend as much time with him as she wants as well. You know, we simply want other nurse practitioners to help as many women as possible. My goal is at least two nurse practitioners per state to go through our program. Um, we've helped thousands and thousands of women. I don't know where we're at now, probably close to 13,000 in our practice. And so if each one of them even helps 10,000 in their career, we'll have helped a million more women. And that's our goal. So I really hope that we can figure out in COVIDville how we're going to do this. You know, we're going to be looking at other ways um, besides hands-on. I think it's a little harder to learn what we do just doing it through Zoom or type visits, the video chat visits. We have a HIPAA compliant um, process that we do. We don't use Zoom. It's not HIPAA compliant. I don't think anybody really should be doing anything on Zoom. Um, but any which way. We have our institute. It's ready to go. <laughs> now we just need to figure out how we're going to do it in the midst of the pandemic. So we had our first nurse practitioner coming, actually, the first week in April, and then sadly, COVID hit the end of March and she was afraid she didn't think she could fly. We didn't know if she'd be able to get back home into her state if the borders were going to close. We didn't know what was happening. So, you know, we didn't do her, her um, week, but anyway, that yeah, works. Right.
0: Good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, the didactic part, the 80 hours mm-hmm. that's available mm-hmm. right now. Absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. And we're going to have all of those links uh, how would people get a hold of you if they wanted to get a hold of you?
1: You know, at the wisewomaninstitute.com, there um, there is a contact us box at the bottom. That's probably the easiest. There's information there on the Institute. And, you know, the one thing I didn't mention is we did um, design a discovery day, kind of like an on-campus visit if you were in college. <laughs> so if a nurse practitioner wanted to come and just spend one day with us, just to kind of see what this feels like because I think you really need to um, be comfortable with the type of care that this is and what it looks like and feels like and what the patients are like. Um, And I felt like that would be a nice thing to offer a nurse practitioner before she even wanted to commit either to the eight hour program or the full 80 hour and the hands-on week. So, you know, we've um, combined that um, with, with the week long, if people want it, you know, it can be, we're very flexible. You know, I I simply want to help NPs do and be successful. So if a woman already has a practice and doesn't need certain pieces of what we do, you know, we can vary. I think we kind of have a, a different menu. You can pick and choose and kind of create what you need for
0: your own um, clinic and your own growth. So pick your own adventure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. And, you know, hopefully too, um, some of the restrictions that we're all under with COVID, will begin to change in 2022. Oh, excuse me, 2021. Let's hope it's not. (laughs) Sorry about that. But, um, you know, so that it's, it's easier for people to travel and safer Mm -hmm. as well. Well, I'm happy to see some of the states finally that are getting
1: full independent practice, you know, which is number one, that's a huge hurdle. We didn't even talk about that piece, but you know, there's a lot of states finally that are opening up and that's wonderful. And now we'll see what happens, you know, I mean, Wisconsin, my state, right now, because of COVID, our um, state laws have been suspended, and the practitioners don't need a collaborating position right now. I don't know what's going to happen when this is over. It's interesting,
0: right? Um, yeah, I think I think a lot of these um, with COVID, of course, you know, we're recording this in at uh, in November of 2020, but <clears throat> with uh, the public health emergency, a lot of things have. Oh kind of been dropped and some of those things are it's going to be impossible to put them back into the bag I hope especially this one yeah, yeah. <laughs> well yeah you're in one's <laughs> custom you know so so yeah but um just yeah I just wish everybody to stay healthy and and well, while well, things are just so out of control at this moment, but, and I so appreciate you taking time yet again, um, to speak with us. Cause I think, I, I know we did one when we did a summit a couple of years ago, but we also did some before then, you know? one or two before then. So I appreciate the time that you've um, taken to talk to everybody and to share your success and I think a message of inspiration thank you uh, for nurse practitioners out there. So thank you very much. You're
1: welcome. And it also helps to have your hormones in balance. (laughs) I'm serious. When I say that you will do a lot better with your own business. If you really are taking care of yourself and the hormone balance gets so screwed up when we're really stressed. So
0: all right, everyone, you know, who to contact.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Barb. I really appreciate it. It's been a fun hour.
0: I hope you got a lot out of that episode, and I want to thank Randy for sharing her time, her expertise, and all those little gems with all of us. I hope you took notes, but if you didn't, you can be sure and go back and listen again and again. And I want to thank you, the listener, for taking the time out of your busy schedule to spend time with us today. Make sure that you go ahead and head over to npbusiness.com forward slash podcast, where you'll find the notes for today's episode, as well as the resources, links, and contact information for and while you're there, make sure that you look around the blog and you can take note of all of the resources, education, and support options that are available to you on the business of healthcare, practice, business startup, and more. So, again, that's npbusiness.com. And that's a wrap for today. This is Barbara C. Phillips, nurse practitioner and founder of Nurse Practitioner Business Owner. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode of the NP. Business Matters podcast. Bye-bye now.